sang praise to the Lord and talks about may all that is in me adore him. And, you know, the 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 prayer of wanting to that everything uh, we have to praise God. Uh, Psalm 100. It's only five verses long, beginning in verse one. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Before we look into this, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father, as we come before you, I ask that you would help us as we look at Psalm 100. uh, We ask that your spirit would be our guide, Lord, that uh, I would follow your spirit's leading and what you desire me to share this morning. Lord, I thank you for this psalm and and the importance that it um, should play in our lives, a call to praise, a call to thanksgiving, and uh, for the joy that is in this psalm. Uh, I pray that maybe through this today that that we would praise you even more than we are even now. Lord, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I saw one definition of praise. They said praise means excited boasting. And if you think of something when uh, maybe you're praising someone, uh, think of excited boasting that you do in praising them. Uh, sometimes we, we sing, you hear some what we call praise songs that have been written, and it's all about praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, you know, and there's nothing more than that. And you think, what in the world? That's just all that's saying is praise him. If we were to do that, you know, to someone you love, if, if, you know, I were to say to my wife, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, she'd be like, what are you talking about? You know, like for, for what, why, why are you praising me? But many times, uh, in some of the praise songs that, that you hear, you think, what are they even praising God for? But here we have a call to praise and praise means excited boasting. And, uh, as I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, there are many, many things that we get excited about in life. And some of them are some products that we discover that we find out. So this morning, as we start, I want to do some product review for you. Not really review, but I want to share with you some products that have transformed my life. No, that's, that might be going a bit far. One is, and that this is nothing special. Well, it's special because I think all of you probably have something like this that has made a drastic change in your life, right? Some of you are saying that those things are of the devil. I can remember when we didn't have those and our life was so much more simple. Well, that could be true. But you know, the amazing thing about these is through this, I have the ability to talk to people on the other side of the world. You know, this past week I was able to communicate with missionary uh, Andrew Thompson and Um, they're hoping to come to an agreement on the property that they're looking at for their institute. Uh, so that's, uh, be praying about that. But I'm, I was able to communicate with him through this device clear over in South America. Now, I don't know about you, but that's amazing. And I, 
don't understand how it works. But I'm glad it does work to think that we can keep in contact like that. I can, I can, and you may say, though, that's worthless, but I can keep up with a team that I follow, a soccer team that I follow in England. And I can actually get the games on my phone. And they may even be playing today, but that's not why I brought this up here, okay? Just so you know, that's not. But to think that we have that capability, and many times you say, man, what, what did, how did people answer questions before Google? You can tell me that later. But how many times do you say, when did this happen? Or what about this? Well, ask Google. You know, how else do we find out? So that's one product that I say, man, this has really made a huge difference in our lives. Some of it good, some of it bad, obviously. A couple other products I brought with me today. This right here is an ice cream scoop. Now, when we first got married, we thought, what's one thing that we need right off the bat? Well, it was an ice cream scoop, right? You need an ice cream scoop. This, we found this at a store, and we thought, well, that looks interesting. This is the best ice cream scoop that I have ever used. It makes scooping ice cream so much easier. And, I, and I'm not just saying that because I needed this as an illustration. When we first got this and tried it, you know, I think I told you, you got to try scooping ice cream with this thing. It, it works so good. And that first Christmas then, I think we bought these ice cream scoops for, for our families because they were just so great. And we were like, wow, and I don't, I don't know what makes it special, but it is a great ice cream scoop. So I'm going to put that back there. And I brought one other thing. This is obviously a putter for golfing, but on here a couple of years ago, I found, I saw watching golf on TV that a lot of the professionals were using these new grips. Now this is called a super stroke. This is called a fat. So putter. Can you imagine why it's called a fatso putter? Well, obviously the grip is enlarged and it makes, it makes it so you want to have a nice loose grip when you're putting. You don't want to strangle the putter and it makes it easy to grip in your hand. Now, I would like to say that this transformed my putting ability. It has not, but it does make it enjoyable to use. And when I first saw it, I thought, man, I need to try that. Now, you've probably come across products like that that you uh, maybe stumbled upon that when you found out, you're like, man, why did I not think of this? This is so obvious. This is so great. Well, when we discover things like that, we love telling others. We love to say, man, this ice cream scoop, not like scooping ice cream was ever a burden or a challenge or anything, but it makes it so easy. Who can we get this for? This is great. We need to tell them. The command to praise God is given over 250 times in the Bible. Over 250 times we see this command. Um, but how many times throughout our day do we praise God? I came across a, a story of a church that was having trouble praising God. They were, they were having trouble expressing gratitude and praise to God in their service. So they came up with the idea. They gave everybody a balloon. And they handed it to them, and that would be dangerous in a church service, wouldn't it? I mean, think of all the noise of kids squeaking the balloons and everything. They gave it, and they said, when you feel like praising God, throughout the service, it could be through the singing, through the praying, through the preaching. When you feel like praising God, just let go of your balloon and let it rise up into the, the top of the church. You know, when they were finished, 
over one third of the balloons were still in people's hand. Now, I, I think probably there were even more than that. But as the service got closer to the end, they're like, you know, I should probably just let this go. But think about and that's just talking about a church service. We as Christians do a really lousy job of praising God. We really struggle with praising God. And why is it so hard for us to praise God? Sometimes we almost feel like like we got to hold back a little bit. And I'm not just only talking about in church, but that is a part of it. So I want to look, why don't we praise God? Well, first of all, sometimes it could be as simple as we don't really know him. I don't want to skip over this without saying it's hard for a person to truly praise God if they don't know his power at work in their life. If there's never been a time where they've cried out to him for salvation, then the Holy Spirit is not indwelling them and the power of God is not working in their life. And it makes it hard to praise God. So first of all, there has to be a time in our life where we have cried out to him for salvation. But then turn over to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. And verse eight. And you can be praying this week at camp will be challenging the the campers along these lines. Verse eight, it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. So maybe we have cried out to God for salvation, but we've never really tasted and seen that God is good. You know, if you think about the best food that you've ever eaten, maybe you think of Thanksgiving dinner comes to mind and you think, oh man, I can't wait. That's only a few months away. Thanksgiving dinner. I can, man, I even mentioning Thanksgiving. That's what I start to think about the desserts, everything. Maybe you, maybe you have a sweet tooth. If you think about the best thing that you've ever eaten, and then you can you can explain that to someone. You can say, oh, this is so wonderful. Uh, this is this is the top of the list as far as food is concerned. And you can explain to them what it is. But it never does justice to that person. There's nothing quite like tasting it for yourself. You can you can see a picture of it. You can even smell it. But there's nothing quite like actually tasting it for yourself. And I think we have trouble praising God because we don't really know him. We have not tasted and seen that God is good. We don't see what he is doing in our lives. We don't see what he is doing in other people's lives. We don't see what he is doing in the world around us. And because of that, it's hard to find areas to praise him. His word was given so that we might know him. If I'm not tasting his goodness in his word, it's going to be hard for me to praise him. But as I read his word and find out, boy, it says that I'm supposed to make a joyful noise to the Lord. I read how he was faithful to his uh, followers. I read how his his power was at work in the disciples lives It makes me want to praise him. 
But first of all, we have to taste and see that he is good. We have to get to know him. But second, I think we don't praise God because we're so focused on ourselves. We're so focused on ourselves. We're so selfish. We're so filled with pride. That praising God really takes a needs to take a shift of getting our eyes off of ourselves and getting them on God. It takes me thinking, okay, what am I going to give thanks to God for? What am I going to praise God for? I can say praise him. I can come and and sing hymns of praise to God. But if my heart is not thinking on him and on his goodness, my heart is not praising him. It is just words that are coming out of my mouth. So even in our effort to praise God, our focus can still be on ourselves. Well, I came to church. I sang. I, you know, I'm doing the right thing. But I didn't get anything out of it. Ever hear anybody say that? I didn't get anything out of it. What are you putting into it? Is your focus on getting out? What can I get? What can I receive? How is this going to help me? How is this going to bless me? Or is it God is worthy of my praise and I am going to praise him? So I think we struggle with praising God because we're so focused on ourselves. We don't we only think about our own problems, our own lives. What am I going to get out of it? But then we also, we have an enemy who does not want us to think on God and on his goodness. When I think on God and think of his power, it encourages me to do what is right. Um, The song that we sang, God will take care of you. Be not dismayed. Don't, don't be down. God will take care of you. When I see how he has taken care of followers of his in the past, when I look back on my life and see how God has taken care of me, I'm encouraged, I'm strengthened in him to keep fighting the good fight of faith. But we have an enemy who will do whatever he can to distract us from the goodness of God. It can be our cell phones. It can be our family. It can be many good things. But if they are not the greatest thing of knowing God and praising him, they can quickly become distractions. You know, it's, it's hard because things that maybe started, we started out with the right intentions. Our goal was to get to know God more can sometimes even be turned into distractions. So we need to be careful because we do have an enemy who will do whatever he is able to try to distract us from praising God. We don't praise him simply because we don't care enough. Matthew 6, 21 says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. In your moments of free time, and maybe you say, I never have any free time. In your moments where you are able to just, uh, where your mind just kind of wanders a little bit, what do you think on? Do you think on God's goodness? Do you think on how great God is? Or does your mind go to either problems that you have coming up, difficulties in life, maybe uh, plans that you've made, uh, maybe it's something, uh, a hobby that you have? Do your thoughts go to him or are your treasures here on this earth? 
You know, family is a wonderful thing. Given by God, designed by God. But if they take God's place, it quickly uh, becomes an idol of our heart. So simply put, we don't care enough. Our heart is not in the right place. But then life is too busy. Ever, ever hear somebody say, well, I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy. Has there ever been a time in human history when mankind has not been busy? I just heard somebody the other day talking about how we have more as people. We have more uh, freedom with our time to choose, you know, to do other activities and things. But we're busier than we've ever been before. Um, saying that we are too busy to either spend time in God's word or too busy to praise him are very, very weak excuses. The important things in our life we can make time for. The things that are are treasures to us, we can make time for. What that does show is it shows where our praising God, where God ranks in our heart. So to say that life is too busy tells me that there are some things that need to be moved down a couple of rungs. They need to be knocked down a couple of places. So we don't praise God because we say we are too busy. We also don't praise him because we quickly forget what God has done. In Psalm 77 and verse 11, it says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. How quickly we forget what God has done. You know, just in this past two weeks, we've seen wonderful answers to prayer that you've been getting column all updates saying, be praying for this. And then to be able to see how God has worked and answered those prayers, but how quickly we forget God's working. And we need to remind ourselves, we need to uh, find ways. Maybe it's putting reminders on your phone of helping you to think about what God has done. But how quickly we forget what he has done, what he has done for Israel, what he has done in saving me and transforming me. Maybe you say, well, I was saved at an early age. You know what? You still had a wicked heart. I was saved at six years old, but my heart was still wicked and sinful at six years old. And my heart still wants to be drawn back to doing things that I'm not supposed to, things that are not pleasing to God. So remembering what God has done in my life in transforming me to become the person that he wants me to be. So lastly, why don't we praise God? Simply put, God does not mean enough to us. You may say, well, Psalm 100, how... We kind of got off of that. Well, we're coming back to Psalm 100 now. And we want to look in this, these five verses. He gives us some elements of praise that can help us in changing from not praising him to hopefully, uh, like this psalm, making a joyful noise. In verse 1, he says, we have to make a joyful noise. Sometimes you have to... Force yourself into thinking upon God and his goodness. I do not mean fake it. Uh, We were talking in the boys Sunday school class this morning about hypocrisy. This does not mean fake, fake it like you actually feel like praising God, even when you don't. 
It means forcing yourself to to think on him even when you don't feel like it. Uh, the story is told of Scottish pastor Robert Murray McChaney, who was troubled with the coldness of his own heart toward the things of God. And when he would come in these moments where uh, he was really struggling, he would begin singing praises to God until he felt his spirit revive. And in his household, they could often tell when he was awake and when he was struggling because they could hear him singing praises to God, singing psalms. Um, I'm guessing his family had to begin singing to change their heart, too, because being awakened, I don't know what his singing abilities were like, but being awakened to somebody else singing. But one day he was trying to prepare for preaching and he was really struggling in his heart to prepare for for his preaching. And he wrote in his journal, is it the desire of my heart to be made altogether holy? Then he wrote, Lord, you know, I felt so much deadness and grief that I, I cannot grieve for this deadness. Toward evening, I revived, he wrote, got a calm spirit. How did he do that? Through the singing of psalms and through prayer. What was he doing? He was forcing himself. He was making himself think upon God and his goodness. So instead of saying, oh, poor me, boy, I'm just really having a hard time. Well, what are you doing about it? When you're struggling, what do you do about it? Where do you go for help? In Psalm 147 and verse one, it says, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. It is pleasant and praise is beautiful. This says nothing about what type of voice you have. This doesn't say if you are a gifted singer, praise, singing praises to God is beautiful. This says, praise the Lord. It is good to sing praises to our God for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. So he starts out and he says we have to make and he says a shout of joy or shout joyfully, or what he is getting at is that we should be leaping for joy. If you are a sports fan and have had the privilege of going to a sporting event, um, I, I can think of a couple opportunities that I've had to go to Iowa Hawkeye football games. You know, you're sitting in, in this packed place, and many times we complain in church, you know, if we have somebody like in elbow space of us, in sporting events, many times when it's full, I mean, you're squished in there and you have people right next to you and you don't even care. Why? Because you're enjoying being there with the crowd. You're enjoying watching your team play. And if you've had the privilege, you know what I'm talking about. When your team scores, people are jumping up and down. They're cheering. You're high-fiving complete strangers. Um, I mean... You would never do that anywhere else. You wouldn't walk in the store and just, hey, how's it going? High five. They would look at you like you're some kind of a nut. But at this sporting event, everybody is joyful. Everybody, if you're on this cheering for the same team, everybody is jumping up and down. You don't care if you look crazy. Why? Because you are filled with joy. Now, that is for something completely worthless like scoring a touchdown, which we soon forget about. This psalm is saying, make a joyful shout to God. 
we should get excited about the things of the Lord. We should get excited about God as we're singing praises to him. It should be hard for us not to just jump up and shout praises to him. We can do it about sports. We can do it about hobbies that we have. But are we filled with joy when we think on the Lord? He says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Then he says, serve the Lord with gladness. So we ought to step up and serve the Lord. It's hard to serve when our focus is on ourselves. It should be our joy and our privilege to be able to serve the Lord. So what areas of your life do you say, I am serving the Lord? Serving God does not just happen at church. Serving God should be a constant job of all of us. When I'm at work, when I'm at home, when I go to the store, I'm looking for opportunities to serve the Lord. But he says, do it with gladness. I know there have been times where I've had to, I've not had to, I've served the Lord and it has not been done with gladness. You know what? I'm not being obedient to God. I'm not, I'm not doing what his word teaches. And I'm not going to get any special reward for doing something with the wrong motive, with the wrong heart. So he says, serve the Lord with gladness. So what areas of your life are you serving him with gladness? But then he goes on and he says, come before his presence with singing. As you were on your way to church today, Were you thinking of singing praises to God? Maybe you didn't want to annoy your family if they were in the car with you. But it says, come before his presence with singing. As you spend time in his word, are you coming before his presence with singing? Or are you dragging yourself to the word because you know, I need to read my Bible today? No, if he is our joy, if he is our delight, we will come into his presence with singing. I think of the song, How Great Thou Art. And, O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. You know, and then the chorus comes out, How Great Thou Art. Have there been times in your life when you've been so overcome with seeing God's greatness that you just don't really even know what to say? You're just... God, that you would love me, the creator, that you would love me. Uh, The song that we sing, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great redeemer's praise or praise to the Lord, the almighty, the king of creation. Oh, my soul, praise him. So do you come before his presence with singing? But then he says in verse four. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Are you entering his courts with praise or do we come before him with all of our problems? Then he goes on and he says, be thankful to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Be thankful Bless his name. His name alone is worthy to be praised. Isaiah 25 and verse 1 says, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name. 
For you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. I encourage you to read the Psalms and see how many times over and over it talks about, I will praise your name. I will bless your name. You alone are worthy to be praised. So today, what is your praise life like? Daily, do you praise God? Maybe you say, man, there's, there's days I don't even think about praising God. Well, let's change that today. Let's take baby steps in the right direction. Uh, Psalm 92 talks about, in the morning I will praise you, and in the evening I will praise you. So if you set an alarm clock, start thinking about when that alarm goes off and I open my eyes, instead of grumbling about, oh, I want to sleep more, say, God, I am going to praise you for whatever it is. So put steps into place of how can I train myself to think about God and his goodness? You know, every time you and I praise God, we are practicing for heaven. We're practicing for heaven. What do you think we're going to be doing in heaven? We're going to be praising his name. So think about this is practice. Boy, I don't feel like praising right now. I feel like complaining and grumbling. But, you know, I need to get some practice in for heaven. So every time we praise, we are practicing for heaven. So today, if someone were to examine your life, would they say, man, right there, that person lives a life of praise to God. Look how they're constantly praising God. Or is it they focus on themselves a lot? They think about them, their own problems. May it be said of all of us that we serve a great God who is worthy to be praised. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as this psalm says, make a joyful shout to the Lord. Forgive us for so many times being consumed with this life, being consumed with problems in this life, being consumed with our own selves, that we forget you and your greatness. Lord, when we think about how great you are, we are filled with joy. We are filled with praise. So I pray for each one here today that we would make a step in the right direction in learning to live a life of praise. We know that there will be difficulties, that we have an enemy who does not want us to do that. But I thank you that you have given us the power to obey, that you've given us the power that we can actually live a life of praise. Lord, we thank you. Thank you so much for your transforming work in my life, for your spirit's daily guidance that uh, you help correct me and show me the right path. Lord, we, we just want to say that we love you today. We are thankful that you are perfect in all your ways. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.